Welcome to the Business of Beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers, and mischief. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Beverages, the BizBev pod, bi-weekly quiz with William P. Keating and Podrick Foxy Fox. Hello, Will. Hey, Foxy. I noticed we're going for so like a, a co-branded introduction there, so Business of Beverages and BizBev pod. Well, BizBev Biz Biz pod is on our socials so you know may as well uh, bring the two worlds closer together before twitter just disappears ah uh, are you upset you're so twitter i is this an upsetting time for you well i'm, I'm there till the bitter end i i this is like rearranging deck chairs on the titanic but watching it from from within the titanic so I'm kind of <laughs> it's a little bit of enjoy, enjoyable Do you know it's, it's, it is weird so i i as you know i'm not much of a twitter head but I've never been on Twitter more because it's kind of just I'm going to watch the dumpster fire. It's it's kind of cute. And, and you know, it, it seems to be living day by day and nobody knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. I did talk to somebody in tech today who'd been let go by Meta. And I did say, well, now's your opportunity to get that job at uh, Twitter that you always wanted. <laughs> and there was much rolling of eyes. Well, the, the thing is that we've learned today, Will, is that you can't just fire employees in Europe like you can in the U.S., you have to give them periods of notice. So all those fired employees in Europe have to still be paid until that's worked out. Yeah. And, and this must come as an enormous shock to somebody who owns multiple companies that employ literally thousands of people in Europe. I, I just don't get it. Well, actually, Will, funny enough, there is a Elon Musk-related beverage product available. <laughs> Does it taste salty? Uh, it's not a drink. It's a glass. It's a sipping glass for holding your drink. Have you seen this? No, it's, uh, you know, he's obviously got quite a lot of money and has invested us somewhat wisely in some things, but he has a, now I'm sure he didn't design it, but there is a Tesla branded sipping glass for your champagne or whiskey or, or fine beverages. Is it some kind of technologically in, is one of those things that you know, sits in a cradle and can't yes. be spilt? How did I know it'd be something like that? Well, actually, Will, you have to buy the cradle separately because the glass is in a V-shape and doesn't stand up on its own. So you have to buy a Tesla-branded holder to hold your glass. It is the most impractical thing I have ever seen, and it can be yours for $119. I'll take two. (laughs) And and the worrying thing is, some people are. What is the beverage that you would put in that glass? That's the question. Uh, Probably not the beverage that I'm thinking of for today's quiz. Just to bring us back on track. Why don't we crack on and we'll try and work out what that beverage is. So why don't you ask the questions first today? Okay. Will, are you ready for five points? I am. This beverage was uh, created in Australia in the 1980s. God. A beverage created in Australia in the 1980s. Okay. Australian beverages. Um, Obviously, I know quite a few Australian beers. Although, <laughs> this won't mean anything to anybody because you can't see it. But above my desk, I have my bookshelf. And from my bookshelf, I'm taking this tiny, tiny book, which is the great <laughs> book of great Aussie beers. And it, I can't tell you how small it is. It's about the size of my thumb. Uh, it's not really fair, but yeah, it's a very, very, very small book. There aren't many great Aussie beers, obviously. Uh, so I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go Cooper's Porter 
uh, it's well, that's that's quite niche. I would have probably called the Cooper Sparkling, which is the most widely known one, but uh, it's 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 not a Cooper's uh, beer. Okay, I was just going for the 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 niche one. Okay, fair enough. Well, look for uh, for four points among its approximate twenty ingredients. It includes water, high fructose corn syrup, potassium citrate, salt, sodium, vitamins B six and vitamins B two. Oh God, Bundaberg ginger ale. Uh, it's not Bundaberg ginger ale, and it would frighten me to think that, that some of those ingredients might be in there. No, Bundaberg is ginger ale is is a ginger ale I love and um, would highly recommend to people. But I just kind of guessed. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm getting slightly closer. You you, you are you're, you're slowly going in the right direction. Uh, so for three points, uh, there's approximately there's there's 16 flavors of this beverage available. Uh, predominantly in the US, we have slightly less available in Ireland. But its number one selling flavor globally is Mountain Berry Blast, also known as Berry Blast and Blast Extreme in certain countries. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure I'm going to know this now. Powerade. It is Powerade. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling pleased with myself there because I was kind <laughs> of floundering. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know Berry Blast Powerade, but something just struck me. You said it was in the US, and then it got me thinking about Gatorade, and then I was thinking, well, what's the rival to Gatorade? Okay. Phew. Yep. yep. Well, for, for two points, uh, very topical. It is the official hydration partner of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. And for one point, it was launched as, uh, sorry, it was purchased by the Coca-Cola company uh, to launch as a rival to Gatorade. I, I, my overwhelming memory of Powerade is when uh, it used to be the official hydration partner of Irish rugby. And Brian O'Driscoll used to sip it liberally in every post-match interview because he was obviously on some kind of retainer to guzzle the stuff down in front of the camera. Uh, well, interesting, actually. LucasAid have just come out to say that they will be using non-branded bottles uh, in support of their humanitarian efforts in the light of what is... Uh, so So basically, sorry, LucasAid Sport are the official hydration partner of the England football team, uh, who obviously are in Qatar. LucasAid Sport say that they have a slightly different worldview than the Qatari authorities and therefore will not be using branded uh, bottles in any press shoot photograph or post-match interviews now what's interesting is I don't think they are allowed to do it under the terms <laughs> agreement of a FIFA contract anyway but it's a, it's a nice way of uh, reframing the narrative uh, well I, I was about to suggest something cynical like that but you know far be it from me I'm delighted you waited in two footed <laughs> uh, it's, it's not like we're cynical podcasts or anything well okay good I'm, I'm delighted I kind of pulled that one out of the fire um but, yeah, no, that was that was impressive. That was like uh, like a, a three pointer with the buzzer just uh, just coming. Excellent. Well, let's see if you can beat three points. Okay. So, sticking with the sporting theme, this beverage has an association of uh, sports sponsorships and stunts, including sending a personalized bottle to every goalkeeper that Lionel Messi has scored a goal against. Oh, I really, 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 really should know this. Um, uh, I'm not going to get it on this one. I'm, I'm going to guess Red Bull, but I know it's not Red Bull. It is not Red Bull. However, you might get it on this now for four points. So flavors or varieties of this beverage include original, extra, light, ice, lime, 
zero, green apple, tropical fruit, and nitro. Is it Budweiser? Oh, <laughs> yes, victory is yours. It is indeed Budweiser. Well done. Uh, it was it was the lime, the Bud Light, Bud, Bud, Bud Lime, Bud Light Lime that gave it away. Yeah, I, I, I was debating not putting the lime in, but there were so many other variants that I left out just to make sure I didn't <laughs> get like Limerita and all those kind of moronic ones next, all the weird, weird ones. But uh, I thought nitro might throw you slightly, but obviously not. You're too good for this. Uh, the, the, the nitro, I kind of stopped paying attention to after the, the previous ones. I think I had enough in the bag with some of the previous ones that you've mentioned that the nitro was like, it sounds, sounds like it could be a Budweiser thing. Very intrigued what Budweiser nitro is now. Uh, it's, I think it's called Budweiser Select Gold Nitro because there aren't enough descriptors there already. <laughs> you need to throw a few more in. It would also have helped if I had said it was the fourth biggest selling beer in China and has opened a beer park in a famous gambling hotbed. And then I would have also told you that it's possibly in uh, the most litigated trademark in history. I think that would have been a very easy one. And then finally, we would have come all the way back around to sport, as we obviously have a sport-themed episode today, because I would have said that they were the official beer of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, where this paid 75 million euros to, to be on sale in all of the stadiums but of course famously two days before the event that has been pulled by the Qatari authorities well they can still sell both zero so you know their contract might be worth 35 million now instead maybe mm, uh, I have actually seen Bud Zero Green Apple I've held a can in my hand or a bottle in my hand rather and um, all I can say is that uh, I wouldn't pay 35 million euro to promote <laughs> that product <laughs> Uh, I, do you remember they did a prohibition style lager reasonably recently? Yes, uh, it was called. I think it was called Bud Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah, it was kind of. But of course, famously during Prohibition, they sold ice cream and non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. So, so you know. no, no, no. I, I think they have more authority and and history to mine it than most. The problem is with Budweiser, from my perspective, is that they just do so much that you know it just it all gets lost in the noise. Well, fourth biggest selling beer in China, though. Can't argue with that. No. Although I am imagining the conversations that they're having with FIFA and the <laughs> Qataris. Because the thing for me, and I, you know, people talk about this all the time, about it, it's the, the implications of it and the advertising and the negative press, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just thinking the practicalities. All the beer is already there. It's all in the stadium. You and I know what it takes to put these things in place. Yes. There are literally cold rooms stacked to the gills with with beer and it's just sitting there 50 degrees celsius or now it's sitting outside just going off and it has to all be dumped it's crazy yeah. or get it into the fan zones as quick as they can and hope that nobody leaves the fan zone while they're in there yeah but even even then i i just mm. crazy yeah. stuff well listen victory is yours well done congratulations uh it's uh interesting we both picked world cup topic things so maybe we shall go and watch a bit more football um yeah, I have to say, I'd probably go watch rugby highlights rather than the soccer, to be perfectly <laughs> frank. But who knows? I might, get, I might get dragged into it. Yeah. Oh, well, you enjoy it, whatever you do. Well, enjoy your second victory in a row, Foxy. Congratulations. Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. 
You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod. Oh, the jacket's coming off. It's getting serious. <laughs> <laughs>